Welcome to Transcend It. I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. And I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. Did you know we've been talking a little bit about pronouns? And I was really surprised to discover today, I read for the first time, that chocolate has chosen its own pronouns. What? I haven't heard any. What are you talking about? Well, they are. They've now decided that chocolate is going to be her, she. <laughs> we wanted to talk today about the Q in LGBTQ. For years, it was just LGBT. And then they added the Q, and now oftentimes we'll talk about the plus. Well, how long ago do you think they did that? Would mm. you say that's been around five years or? No, at least 10 years. I'd have to go back and look and see. It's more in the 90s, I think, when I was first encountering things that we talked about LGBT. It is probably in the early 2000s would be my guess when we started talking about Q, but I don't know exactly. I do know that when I was first looking to come out for myself, or when I was dealing with my own issues, I got a book that was dealing with LGBTQ plus issues in the context of a narrative. And it was intentionally designed to help. It, they were telling a story about people coming to an educational event. One of the people that came to this educational event was a gay man, but he immediately took issue with that word gay, and he said, I am not gay, I am queer. And everybody said, oh, wow, oh, okay. And then he talked a little bit about why that was his term. For him, that felt like the right word. And I was very surprised that anyone would feel that strongly drawn to the word. Why would he object to gay? Or was it, was it not that he was objecting to gay, it was that it didn't define him closely enough? I think he was reacting to the idea of being put in a box that if he's gay, then he can never be attracted to a woman. Oh, I see. But he's not really bisexual either because he's not really normally attracted to women, but he doesn't want to close that off. And in general, he was feeling like um, gay had was, was too limiting. And he wanted a term where he could say, look, I'm not like the normal heterosexual uh, men that are out there. I'm different from that. But gay doesn't feel like the right word to me either. Interesting. Okay, so so he he wanted something that he was more comfortable with. Not necessarily that they were more comfortable with. Because people were immediately objecting to that. What? And they didn't understand, they, so they asked for more clarification, and then he gave them a little more clarification, and then everybody said, okay, well, that's interesting. And then they tell the story about how over the course of the week at this educational event, we get to know him a little better, and he gets to know some of the other people a little better, and, and you know, so it's a way of coming to understanding. And in that community, there were transgender people, and there were um, uh, cross-dressers, and there were um, lesbian women and gay men and uh, bisexual people and all kinds of, it, it, a lot of heterosexual people there. It was a very wide spectrum. But he represented one particular person that said, I don't want to be put in a box. I see. And the community has, not everybody, but a lot of people have said, these words don't really fit me, especially among the younger generation. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, when you and I were, were growing, when you were growing up especially, and then for me, when I was growing up in the 80s and in the 90s, we were still just wrestling with, is it even okay to be gay? Right. Well, and when I was growing up, back in the, in the 50s and 60s, uh, uh, people didn't even think there was anybody like that. It was just not, it was not something that was talked about, no. really. No, it was, it was, you know, that was something that was so unusual, we thought, that you probably wouldn't find anybody like that in your state. It wasn't that kind of thing. No. But then you see a change, especially around the the turn of the millennium. As you hit the year 2000, we came into the early 2000s. You had a lot more representation. All of a sudden, Will and Grace was on and became a, a popular TV show. And there was a lot more, just in general, positive representation of gay people in general, gay and lesbian people. And then you started to see more representation from bisexual people. So you've got a younger generation that's coming up. Millennials, by and large, have never had an issue with with uh, gay or lesbian issues. But as... The, the even younger people have come in and there's the whole thing now with pronouns and we started with the idea of pronouns and people saying, but your categories even as a whole don't really fit to me. I don't like, I don't want to pick a label because I don't, as soon as I pick a label, then you're going to have certain expectations about who I am. And every one of your expectations isn't quite right and doesn't really fit me. I guess that I understand. And that a lot of th- that, that people were wrestle with that with whatever they do. When, uh, uh, when, when manufacturers are trying to come up with a name that's going to be right for something that they've invented, say a, a, a car that does certain things. You know, well, this isn't really the right. This is, you know, that, that name doesn't quite fit what we're talking about. When we came up with this podcast, we talked a little bit about what are we going to call the podcast, and we finally settled on Transcendent with the idea that it's father and daughter. The daughter is trans and my descendant, and that's how we came up with it. Interestingly enough, we asked uh, AI uh, uh, about the name, and what did AI think? And AI came back and said it was an excellent name. So if you think it's not, you have an issue with AI. (laughs) (laughs) As long as AI says it's right, then I guess that must be it. We do wrestle a lot with names, uh, things that we call, and how we're going to be called, how we're going to be defined. That is challenging, not just for the people that are interacting with them, but for the people themselves inside Gee, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I should be called this, and I'm not sure that's right. It's interesting. When you get into issues of gender and sexuality, now you're dealing with, you're trying to figure out who you are. And you can't create who you are. All you can do is discover who you are. Because who you are is really hardwired. And it's easy if you're just discovering that who you are really lines up with who most other people are. And you say, okay, well, you know what? I'm uh, straight and I'm a man, I'm cisgender, and that's all that there is to me. 
and then you kind of go on. You don't even have to think much about it. But when you are part of this LGBTQ community, you start off and you say, well, am I, am I G? No, the G doesn't quite fit me. It doesn't seem quite right. And I'm trying to figure out who I am. Well, does the B fit me? Well, that one doesn't seem quite right either. Maybe the T fits you and you discover you're transgender. Or maybe you feel, I'm not quite transgender. That's not really right either. You know, what I like to do, somebody might say, I like to break gender norms and whatever the expectations are put on me, I don't want to ever have to submit to your gender norms. I'm a man who likes to wear dresses and I'm never going to go back. That doesn't make me not being a man. And I want to be a man. Somebody says that. And, and I want you to call me he, him, and that's who I am. Uh, like Cotter in, in uh, no, not Cotter. Who no, was it? Uh, Radar. Radar, Radar O'Reilly. Now, he had different reasons, but yes. he was the character on the show. That's what I always think of. Nobody was trying to say that he was not a man. Correct. I, Including himself. Right. And so then, now, imagine if his cross-dressing was coming out of an internal deep desire to be someone to express who he is. And he says, none of those four letters fit me. Well, interestingly enough, when you bring up Radar, oh, it wasn't Radar. It was, uh, oh, I can't remember the character's name. Klinger. <laughs> Klinger. Yes, it was Klinger. Actually, when you think about that now, his whole idea was that he was cross-dressing because he thought that would be his ticket to going home. That would get him out of the army. He but once he found out that that wouldn't happen, he continued to do it. He was essentially saying, I want to identify as queer without saying that. Yes, he really did. Now, that's never addressed, as far as I know, on the show. But... We can see now that, that, that had that been a real character, that, that's exactly what would have happened. And we, here we have a, a, a queer example. In the whole point is that the community has reclaimed that word. So for years and years, it was used as a slur to say, oh, look at all these queer people. And you would hear it. And there are still some people especially in the older generation, but not exclusively, that the yes. word really stings, that they were mm -hmm. called, you know, queer or something really hurtful in high school or maybe even middle school or grade school, and that sticks with them. And so the community has largely said, okay, we want you to have the option of having a catch-all word. When none of the other ones really fit you, here's a word that you can have. And again, people wonder, why do we need all these words? Why do I need to know? Well, those words are not for you. It's not for you so that you can figure out everything that you need to know about the LGBTQ plus community. It's for the person that's going through self-discovery to say, aha, at last I found where I belong. Right. And there are, now, when you look at LGBTQ, there's still people outside of it. And that's why we have the plus. And there's all kinds of things that fall into plus. 
you might have asexuals that fall into the plus or mm-hmm. aromantics. You have people that fall on the asexual spectrum that might be demisexual or um, uh, you know, a variety of others. You have some people that are intersex that will say, uh, I feel like I belong in this community. Sounds you, like we're getting into another podcast, a different one that <laughs> will be coming later. And so we're really using this as a catch-all term for anybody that feels like nothing else fits me. Right. If this one feels okay, then you can go ahead and use that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a friend that dislikes all labels and anytime i've said hey here's a good label that can help you what would you feel about this label and she will say that you're just trying to slap another label on me (laughs) i don't want your label i don't want that other i don't want a label that means i don't want labels just let me be me and every one of us is different so some people feel that way just let me live my life and i don't need you to define me now for me once I've defined myself, then I feel like, okay, now I kind of understand my place and I understand where I fit in. So I would have no problem identifying myself as queer. And I do in many contexts because in many ways that word fits me as well as anything else. Back in the 60s, there was a song by a group called the Stone Ponies. It was, uh, you and I danced to the beat of a different drum. She sings now, I ain't saying you ain't pretty. All I'm saying is I'm not ready for any boy like you. And it goes on and on. And that really was the first time I heard some somebody expressing really what I never thought of until now as the plus. There Pretty is interesting. a lot of that, yes. And, and especially as you start to get more and more immersed, you find... Just as in any other community, there is diversity within the community. So as you get into, let's say you just look at gay men and you look at a cross section of gay men. Well, the way that uh, the first gay man that you meet exercises the way that he's gay is very different from how the next man does and very different from how the next man does. Sometimes you see commonalities, but oftentimes you just find somebody says this it doesn't quite fit me like it does for person A. Yeah. Well, I think that's true in in everybody. Uh, if 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 I'm if I'm cisgender, and I'm trying to identify with other guys, no, some guys are a lot different than I am, and I'm not like that at all. I don't follow that. I. Everybody's different. Sure. Yeah. Any community of people that you have is going to have the same diversity. Yep. Whether you're talking about a service group like Rotary or you're talking about a church or you're talking about a group of people that all like the same kind of music or anything else, people on a sports team or people that get together for knitting or people that get together to exercise, there's always a diversity. The fact that they all are the same on one thing does not mean that they're the same on anything else. Exactly. No two frogmen are alike. (laughs) That will maybe become our mascot at some point. (laughs) Dad mentioned frogmen on one podcast, (laughs) I don't know, 20 episodes ago or more, and that has become our running keg now. (laughs) Now, the cue 
does not only mean queer. It also means questioning. I don't know why we get to double up two for one. Why it's not LGBTQQ? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a road name in Wisconsin. Yes, it (laughs) does. Double Q. Or or Missouri. They do the same thing. I did not realize that. Oh, yes. So the questioning is really important because oftentimes there's a long lead up to somebody really accepting who they are. We've already talked about how difficult it can be to figure out who you are. There's a lot of people that will come and originally identify as allies. And that may be you. You may be listening to this podcast right now and you say, I'm a strong ally. Well, you might be more and maybe you're on a journey of self-discovery right now. Or you may discover that that's exactly where you fit. If you're in a place of questioning, that is okay. You're welcome here and you're welcome in our community because we want you to be around people that are safe so that when you say, I want to be like Klinger, I want to dress the way that I want to dress, and I don't want people to make fun of me, you've got a space where nobody's going to make fun of you and you're going to be supported that you can be who you are. Exactly. And that is difficult for people who haven't come out and haven't had any association with people who are supportive. They're, they're still kind of back there and they think about it, but it's difficult. I'm thinking of a situation where you and I were at uh, an event and there was somebody that attended that one of those one of those one of those pride things for the first time and they uh they found you and had questions for you because they really were at the very at the very edge of coming out it's hard it it is hard yeah. it's hard to go against what everyone tells you you should be Mm-hmm. And even I, this was probably 10 years ago now that there was the movie Love, Simon that came out. And it was just about a gay high school boy that didn't have any sort of traditional gay affectations. Nobody knew that he was gay. And the whole movie is about how difficult it was for him to finally come out. And even in this day and age where everybody is supportive, nobody in the movie was explicitly homophobic. And yet, he still had a tremendous amount of difficulty. It's a tremendous movie. I really enjoyed that movie. If you get a chance to watch it, I think it's on Netflix or you can watch it online somewhere. It's called Love, Simon. But it just illustrates that it's still not easy, even when we've made it much easier. There are certainly more visible people out there a lot more visible people than there used to be. As I said, in the beginning of this podcast, I didn't think there was anybody in our state that was like that. That's that's how naive I was. To say nothing about in my neighborhood, they, and then the people who were there didn't know anybody else. They didn't realize that their next-door neighbor could have been and probably was something different from them. When you assume everybody is like you and you're not struggling with any kinds of issues, you think, oh, everybody must be about like me. They all have similar desires and similar thoughts and they probably go through life about like I do. We all do that. Yes. 
And then you discover that, oh, wow, you think quite differently from me on this thing or that thing. And one of the things you think quite differently about me, uh, about from me is your attractions or your feelings on gender or your feelings about any of the other issues that are involved in the LGBTQ plus experience. Or outside of it. Because if you, outside of it, we're so different from each other. Some people think everything is a situation comedy. And some people think that everything is really, really serious. And there's nothing to laugh about here. But yeah, yeah, or, or there's, uh, there's other things. Some people, their, their entire focus on life is sports. Just give me the sports page. I don't care about anything else. And other people, it's all, the, the whole focus is politics. Uh, other people, it's something else. And that's okay. But it's also okay that they accept people who are not just all sports or all politics or all anything, all swimming. When you're questioning, you may not even know quite what you're questioning. You might say, something doesn't feel right. I have a friend that tells a story in high school. She said, I don't know what I am. And in fact, this was the discovery. Her, her, her moment of self-discovery was when she said, I don't, she was a trans woman. And she said, I don't know if I'm gay. I don't know if I'm bisexual. I don't know if I'm transgender. And then all of a sudden it dawned on her, transgender. That's the one that feels like it fits. I think that's me. And that's how she discovered. Now, there was a word in there, one of the big four that fit her. Your word might be a word that nobody else has even heard of. But you discover it and you say, ah, that's my word. And you don't even have to tell anybody else. It might mean that you have, you're, you're a part of gender minorities. It might mean you're part of sexual minorities. Or it might mean that you're somewhere on the outskirts. And none of those quite are what your thing is. But your thing is unique to you. And that's good. We want you to be exactly who you are. Because as you live your most authentic life, in a way that you can be yourself, it's like, that there's a reason that we've chosen the rainbow as our symbol because it's like you're living your life in a fog or in a, in a cloud of darkness. And then all of a sudden you open the door and it's bright and shiny outside and there's rainbows everywhere and you say, wow, I get to finally be who I was always meant to be. It is a fantastic feeling when that happens. That happened to me in a different way when I actually suddenly saw my own rainbow. It was a life for me. Now, with me, it doesn't have anything to do with LGBTQ. It has to do with the realization that I'm never going to drink again. And that was an instant change for me. And it, it did seem, it, it, it sounds trite, but the only way I can explain it is like if I was driving along in a fog and it's really hard and it's tense and you're hanging onto the wheel and it's really tough and you, you know it, but you got to keep, keep going and keep going because you got to get home or something. And all of a sudden you come out of that fog and it's really nice. And you just 
back up, you relax your hands on the steering wheel, and and, and it's so great. And literally, the sun comes out, and it's just a wonderful feeling. And I would imagine those of you who have already come out, at for you it's like that, only probably squared. It is so easy to get sucked in in this life into those clouds of darkness yes whether your cloud of darkness is being in the closet a closet is no place to live or maybe your cloud of darkness is just that you start watching things on youtube or on tv that just make you mad or you are endlessly scrolling facebook and it just makes you mad and you get sucked into this cloud of darkness that's no way to live We want to encourage you to open the door, come out into the fresh air, live in the rainbows, experience the light and the sunshine when you open yourself up to positivity of being who you were always meant to be and of being a light to others around you. That's when you're starting to see the sun come out. And it is wonderful. When you find out you're the real you, it makes you so free and so happy there's no need to be afraid again there's no need to be uncomfortable there's no need to be worried when you're the real you you're the real deal so when we talk about the q in lgbtq q is really about embracing diversity and continuing to learn about the richness of all of our various identities whether that is queer or questioning. And you'll learn about a lot more richness in the future. Even though we're in our second year, our second season, we've got a lot coming up. If you hear one of these podcasts that you think a friend of yours would be interested in, we want to encourage you to pass that along. Because we're now in our second season, we are just beginning to develop our editorial calendar for the next year. So if you've got topics you want to hear about, send us your questions. That's transdescendant at gmail.com. We read every one. We're grateful to have you starting off your week here with us. We're here to be your voice of positivity. Thank you for joining us again, and we'll talk to you next week. See you Monday. (laughs) 